All right. Welcome to Soundwave. Thanks for pushing the button, Casey. And You're welcome. It is Rick here with Eric also. Hello. And we also have Casey in the studio here. That's right. Pleasure. Against my will. Pleasure will for admit. you to yes. join us, Mr. Casey. Abducted. He is uh, bound in shackles right now. Yes. Um, yeah. So that is who's here right now. And welcome to Soundwave, everybody. Today, we are going to talk about no new releases because we don't have anything interesting that has come out this week. There is not shit out there for us to talk about. Um, and th- well, let's just quick run through. Eric, what have you been listening to this week? Oh, man. Like, I've been on this kick of 90s alternative recently, uh, listening to it at work. Okay, I mean, let's just do one clip. What do you have? Range, man, um, dude. Like one of the biggest ones that stood out was like they they were playing a lot of Green Day for some reason. And I ah. mean, there's there's tons of Green Day songs from the nineties. Nineties Green Day is good. Man. Yeah, uh, New Green Day is not. New Green Day is not good, but any Green Day that was nineteen. Dookie was a great album. Dookie was a phenomenal album. I actually remember buying that for my brother for his 12th birthday. You're playing this not the right not one. The right <laughs> I grabbed the first Green Day song. No, Don't worry uh, about it. <laughs> this You're is the new stuff we were talking about. Yes, this is new crap that we were talking about, but... We're just going to deal with it. We're just going to roll with it. <laughs> right. This is what Casey did. He, he chose this. Well, yes, but Green Day's... Good stuff is good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the early '90s, the Dookie album, and then the one after it with like the half halter top girl with her tits hanging out cover. I don't remember ever remember the name of that one, uh, that one, but uh, it's a, it was. A I'm not one. seeing any tits. Uh, do uh do you could do um uh, a jaded brain stew. I mean that's always like that's my go to like Green Day '90s yeah. song. It's brain awesome. stew. Yep. Or yeah, is it brain stew into jaded? Is it is it that what it is? I I believe it's just called brain stew. No, it, it's two songs that are like right back to back. Oh, ends and the other one begins. I think it's brain stew jaded. Okay, it might be. Pretty sure. Let's have our music technician. Yeah, there you go. This is brain stew. Yeah, it's a good one. Because they are. Just because you're way too high, Billy Joe Armstrong. Love that heroin. <laughs> what about you, Rick? What have you been listening to? I have been listening to an ass load of Four Years Strong. It's the band name. Four Years Strong. Tell me about this. I've uh, they're they're like, I guess they're classified as melodic hardcore. Um, they're kind of like post-hardcore, but they don't have any falsetto vocals. It's all, yeah. This is heroes play. get remembered. Legends never die. Yeah, it's this the most is from their first song. album. It's not as good. I would play uh, like "Come Back" or "Come Back Around." I can't remember. If not, you can always play "Endless Summer." Find the songs that are not popular on iTunes, and those are the ones that Rick listens to. Of yes. course, because Rick has good taste in iTunes music. I mean, this is from their first album. It's not as good. Their new album, Enemy of the World, if you can find that song as well. Okay. Um, you can play that. They do more bellowing and uh, yelling instead of 
like screaming and falsetto feminine vocals. Right. This is Enemy of the World. Yeah, I really like this song. This has a good, uh, like, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, like, skater vibe to it. Like, you would find this. Yeah, this is kind of a a punk-inspired type of one. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, This is actually from 2011, I think. Uh, Yeah, uh, 2010, actually, was the release date. More recently. Yes. Kind of weird, because it does have, like, the, like, what I grew up with, like, skater punk kind of sound to it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very excited, because they've been on hiatus, because they've had family stuff that they've been going through, so, well, not, like, trouble, just they have families, and so now they're coming back, so I'm excited for that. Cool. Casey, what have you been listening to? Not a lot. Have you been listening Casey to Casey has been listening stuff. to Blind Ninja Studio podcasts like you should be. <laughs> Going insane. Yeah. And we will be playing a clip of one this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just listen to this and you get what I listen to. <laughs> because that's my life now. <laughs> and we salute you. That's off to Casey. <laughs> All right. Well, then why don't we... Go ahead and go into news. Moving on to music news. Man, you guys surprised me with that one. (laughs) Somewhere on the outskirts of Marrakesh, Morocco, inside a vault house beneath the shadow of the Atlas Mountains, there sits an engraved silver and nickel box with the potential to spawn a shift and the way music is consumed and monotonized. The lustrous container was handcrafted over the course of three months by British Moroccan uh, artist Yahwa, whose works have been commissioned by royal families and business leaders around the world. Soon, it will contain a different sort of art piece. The Wu-Tang Clan's double album, The Wu, Once Upon a Time in Shaolin, recorded in secret over the past few years. Like the work of a master impressionist, it will truly be one of a kind. In lieu of a traditional major lo- uh, label or independent launch, the iconic hip-hop collective will make and sell just one copy of the album. And similar to a Monet or a Degas, the price tag will be multi-million dollar figures. Stupid. <laughs> We're about to sell an album like nobody else sold it before, says Robert Rizza Diggs, the first Wu-Tang member to speak on the record about Once Upon a Time in Shaolin. In an exclusive interview with Forbes magazine, we're about to put out a piece of art like nobody else has seen in the industry. We're making a single sales collector's item. This is like somebody's having the scepter of the Egyptian Egyptian kings. (laughs) Which... The reason why there's a big price tag coming with this album is not only do you get the album that nobody else has heard before, you get the rights to the music. So whoever buys this album, basically, they can say whoever heard it at their uh, their art exhibition, uh, the, uh, the guy that buys it can say that's the only people. Oh, wait, wait. So wait, they, they get the rights? They get the rights to the yeah. music. Okay, so. so it's an investment. It's an investment. Uh-huh. Either that or you can say this goes out on the internet for free. 
Anybody can download it. Rick, go get us those rights. Or, you know. <laughs> we don't have that kind of money. Yet. I, w- I wish we did because I've, I'm a 90s kid, man. And as, as a white boy growing up in the 90s, I'm a big fan of the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, uh, but you realize we'd have to monetize that, we, right? Yeah. Oh, we, would, <laughs> we would monetize the shit out of this. Uh I, I think it's interesting as fuck. The the art case that they have for it that they put on display, it's gorgeous. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's just way out of my means. <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. What else you got for us? Uh, in the grand tradition of Elvis Presley, Tupac, and the most recently, Johnny Cash, Michael Jackson is delivering new music from beyond the grave. The Jackson Camp announced today that a new album entitled Escape with a X, not an EX, will be released on May t- uh, May 13th via Epic Records. And it's not just a compilation of previously released tracks. Rather, the set will include eight new tracks, which the world will be hearing for the very first time, according to the press release announcing the album. Given that Jackson is a huge cash cow, dead or alive, the album is a huge priority for Epic rep- re- uh, Records, so much so that Epic Chairman CEO... Uh, L.A. Reid served as exec- executive producer. After the singer's ex- estate... Uh, Goddamn. Let me pronounce this word. Estate went through Jackson's archives. They handed over the material spanning four decades to Reid, who cherry-picked the final list of tracks to present to a team of producers. Wow. There were no... They, they won't let me preview any of the music. Uh, because epic. <laughs> they don't want you knowing what's on the album. But I want to know. Well, <laughs> you're going to have to wait until uh, May 16th. Yeah, man. There you go. <laughs> it's a new version of Beat It. It's a Weird Al Michael Jackson compilation featuring Beat It. Eat It. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good song, though. Everybody loves Michael. All right, moving on. With the late April release of Indie Cindy, the first new Pixies album, Ooh, the Pixies, studio album in more than 20 years, the band, along with legendary graphic designer Von Oliver, is calling upon the Pixies artistic community to participate in a fun contest where art and music converge. We love the idea that people make our music their own, said Pixies uh, Black Francis, that they have their own interpretation of the lyrics and the song's meanings. So we're really excited to see what the artists and our fan base come up with in terms of visuals and how they see our music. All submissions will be personally judged by the three Pixies band members and by Von Oliver, who has designed all of the Pixies artwork over the band's career. The winning designer will receive a cash prize of $500 and an autographed copy of the winning design. Everybody knows this song. Yep. It's great. The Pixies are a good band. Oh, they're a great band. And also, um, I have where you can enter this contest. It is on a, it's an online art group called Creative Allies, which I'm sh- I don't have a website, but I'm sure you can find it's it on a, the, on the Google. It, yeah, it's creative, it's creativeallies.com. I, I actually, I Okay. So we found the same news. I, I knew that you Well, it's a big piece of one. news. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's a big piece of news. I, the first Pixies album in 20 years. I mean, those guys were a big fan of grunge music, and I yeah. mean, you know, they're right there. Moving on, Sir Elton John will marry his longtime partner, David Furnish, following changes to the mar- marriage laws in Great Britain. 
After 21 years together, Elton John and David Furnish are about to make it official. Now that they wouldn't have done it any sooner, but gay marriage was not legal in the UK until now, Furnish told the Las Vegas Journal Review that now is the time, even though we don't feel the need to take an extra step legally, but since we're committed for life, we feel it's really important to take that step and to take advantage of the amazing, amazing change in les- legislation. We all live by example. So after 50 or 60 years of being gay, Elton John is making it public that he, uh-huh. yes, is gay. Who's surprised? Raise your hand. <laughs> Cricket. I'm about as surprised as I was when Cricket. Liberace yeah, was gay. No kidding. <laughs> also more, Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin was gay as fuck. <laughs> yeah, he finally admitted <laughs> what? in 2010. <laughs> in 2010, 20 yeah. years later, after <laughs> like it was relevant. Pretty sure that's when he admitted it finally. And also, one last piece of news in the who gives a fuck category, Pharrell Williams is joining The Voice. The NBC singing show made the announcement on Monday via Twitter. Williams will rotate in season seven for CeeLo Green's exit. Williams previously served as a guest mentor to Usher and his team during season four. I'm thrilled to have Pharrell come back to the Voice family, and this time as a coach. Continuing in the tradition of the Voice, having the biggest and most current music stars as coaches, Pharrell fits perfectly, said uh, some guy named Williams who runs the show. And I just, uh, I was looking at music, and this was all over the music pages, and it's like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Pharrell does. <laughs> he does, because he's probably going to get a couple million bucks out And of Pharrell fans give a fuck. Yeah. I don't know any Pharrell fans, so. I don't either, but they have to exist. <laughs> they have to be out there. I have two additional pieces of news for you. Um, just quick news. Duff McKagan is rejoining GNR, Axl Rose. Um, it's a temporary thing, as far as we know, but he has announced that he will be playing guitar with Guns N' Roses to replace the guy who left to do other things. Um, who is that guy? Uh, I can't remember. He was a guy in a different band. Uh, and I can't I can't recall the... Was it Was it Slash? No, 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 no. D- this is uh, the new Guns N' Roses. It's a guy who was uh. playing in a different band and he's leaving to play with that band. Um, so Duff McKagan is playing guitar for, I think, five tours... And there's no confirmation that he's actually staying in the band, but he is going to be touring with Axl Rose and the new Guns N' Roses. Um, and second, I also have DOA guitarist Dave Gregg passed away on Sunday, March 30th, and he it was a heart attack at age 54. Uh, for those of you that don't know, DOA was a great punk band from the 80s. Um, and God bless Canada. Yep, he's from Canada. The whole band is. And yeah, Dave Gregg has passed away now. Uh, in another uh, death news, um, the lead singer of Guar, uh, Dave Brocky, died at yep. age 50. Yep. Which is kind of terrible because those guys were ingenious. As yeah. far as their like insipidness and like their stage show was concerned, I mean, those guys were innovators. They yep. were insane. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed some gore tunes, and it's very sad to hear that this guy is going. Uh, and his name uh, in the van was Odorous Arungus, yep. which is just like 
the, the fuck is that? That's what you call your fucking dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, he's been farting, man. He is odorous erungus. <laughs> but yeah, that's another sad one too, man. Yeah. Uh, the guy from DOA, yeah, the, uh, that's... I would have expected that because those guys shot heroin all the time. Yep. Yep. Well, not recently now. No, not recently now, but... (laughs) He died visiting his in-laws, laid down to have a nap, and then he died in a heart attack. That sucks. His in-laws killed him. That kind of sucks. I mean, you do heroin for for 15 years, and then you die at age 54 taking a nap. Yep. I don't know. It seems like a pretty, like... I mean, it's a good way to die, but it's not a hardcore way to die. No. He's so hardcore, only a nap can kill him. <laughs> That's one badass motherfucker. So, is that all for news? That's all I got. No more news. All righty. Then I guess it's time for the discussion topic of the week. Discussion topic of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Today we're discussing foreign music. <laughs> yes, we No, are. that's our theme music. Yeah, oh, discussion okay. topic. And no, it's Matt been, chose it. It's been a long time. <laughs> I'm happy it's back. So, Eric, this is your idea. You can introduce our discussion topic for the week. Well, I figured that this week we can talk about movie soundtracks and theme songs. Because we all know that we love movies, everybody loves movies, and at Blind Ninja Studios we're quite particular about what we watch. Um, and one of the biggest impacts of any kind of movie, I think, is the proper selection of music. Yes. You know, go, going with the, um, uh, one of my my choices is Forrest Gump. I mean, they have some of the, the best songs from the 60s and the 70s going, you know, th- throughout that yep. entire movie. Um, and it's a, it's a great thing to talk about because anytime you talk about a great movie, you got to talk about the great music that goes along with it. And what makes a good movie great is having the right music. Mm-hmm to go with the tone and the flow of the of the movie and uh so yeah i mean forrest gump is a great one that illustrates that exactly um uh, i mean there's many moments that i remember in the movie that that just go along perfectly you know with, with the with the the songs you know uh here's one this is the feather theme from like the Intro. beginning yeah, yeah. And you just remember that. You see the f- feather floating by, and then there's Forrest Gump's, you know, little Nike shoes. And you're <laughs> like, oh, Forrest, you're so, you're so cute. What a guy. The guy he was. And what an actor Tom Hanks is. Yeah. I mean, that's a great, it's a great theme. Like, anybody that has ever seen Forrest Gump more than once, which is everybody in this room and everybody listening, because... If you've not seen Forrest Gump more than once, you need to go stop listening to the show and go watch Forrest Gump. Yes. Honestly, it's a great movie. Uh, but, man, they ha- I mean, they have great tunes like CCR, uh, uh, yep. Unfortunate Son, uh, when Forrest is going through Vietnam, you know, like, uh, that's the epitome of the Vietnam protest songs. And yes. having poor Forrest Gump, who is half-retarded, going to fight <laughs> some gooks, uh, uh, it's, it's a great song for it. Could not find that one. I'm sorry. You can't find CCR. Fortunate son. I well, I I, I it's not on the soundtrack. Oh. oh, it's got it. Well, okay. Well, we'll move on and we'll go with. How about um, the doors break on through to the other side? Break on through to the other side. 
when Jenny is, uh, she's all fucked up yeah. on dope, you yep. know, and she's about ready to kill herself. Gonna jump she, off the ledge. Yeah, yeah, she she hates the way that her life is going, you know, and and then that's they, a, it's a, that's a really good song for that oh, it's scene. A, it's a great, it's it's perfect. Yeah, it was well chosen. Yep. Good job to whoever scored for Scump, if you are listening. Uh, the guy's name is on the tip of my tongue. What was the Credence song you wanted? Uh, Fortune the Sun. It was the Credence song I was looking for. Yeah, see, there you go. It's a great song, too. It is. Yeah. This is one of the most perfect songs ever written, honestly. It ain't me. Dude, it's just perfect. It, it fits with the theme of the movie, you know? It, it fits with, like, how do we have this guy who's everybody considers dumb? He's yeah. going out there and fighting, you know? Like, why does he belong out there, you know, at the, with the time and the place of, of the music in that in the movie? Oh, yeah. You know? It's, it's, I mean, it's a great song. But this one uh, is just a, such a jolly song, and I don't really recall where what part it comes in in the movie, if any of you guys remember. But I, I, I feel like this might be when he's running. It might be when he's running. It might be. But I, I just stop running. I just stop running, Jedi. <laughs> I'm not positive, but I feel like that could be, that feels like. Or when he's playing ping pong. Uh, I think you're right. Could it be yeah. ping pong? Because I think it w- it's ping pong. It would be about the time because this song was released in like '68 or '69, and yeah. Forrest was. Like- that that was another great thing about the about the movie is I loved how they sampled like the popular music of the day oh, yes. for like yeah. the period of life he was in. That's a yeah. great point. That's a great point. Did you hear that they wanted to make a second uh, Forrest Gump movie and it's gonna uh, about his son or whatever? Yeah, but it's it's going to be like. Uh, the most popular well it was going to I don't know if they're actually going to do it because like there's just a lot of it's too soon yeah. but it was going to be like from then to now right well it would, would make sense because Forrest Gump covered 30 years or so yeah but we had uh, 20 years of perspective on it yeah when right. Forrest yeah. Gump came right. out so yeah it might be too soon to do it maybe if you did like the late 70s well no because the movie ended in like the early 80s with like the yep. 80s because you know how Jenny dies but yeah I, this is just a great tune uh, I love this tune it's it's perfect. It fits great into the movie, you know. Yeah. What about you, Rick? Uh, well, I I chose one of my favorite scored movies, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, that the music is so perfect for the movie. Every song they pick for that movie. Can I, can I sing along to this one? Uh, I'd like it if you want. Can I do the Soggy Bottom Boys dance? <laughs> Yes, you can because the viewers, listeners can't see you. <laughs> Don't bump the microphone. Yeah, I, I love this song. It's fucking perfect. Yep. All, all of the music for this movie was very it's well chosen. On, uh, the one that they sing uh, when they uh, when the three boys find the the the, si- the sirens because this is, movie is based on Homer's Odyssey when they find the sirens they're washing their clothes at the river. There you go. I'm. It's it's uh, perfect, perfect. It's, it it's giving me chills right now. Yeah, just yeah. Because of um, how that movie that movie's emotional and yeah. it's well done. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's perfect. My dad is a, is a real big proponent of vinyl. And uh, we listened to this one 
when I was still living with him, like constantly, because yeah. it's at the. It's such a perfect. Every song is perfectly recorded, and it's got just such a haunting sound. On yeah. Actual vinyl, it's it's amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's really it's really well scored. Yep. So that was that was my number one for sure soundtrack. Yep. I can I I can agree with you because every song that's on that that soundtrack is is fucking awesome. And it's perfectly placed in the movie, and it's perfect for the time period and everything. Now I guess um. The next one I want to talk about um, is a movie that was very near and dear to me when I was growing up, uh, Clueless, with Alicia Silverstone. Okay. Um, Are we going to, just case you have any? Oh, he should. What? No, don't worry. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, this, this song, I, I, this CD, went between my friends like crazy. I mean, we all listen to this one. We know every, every song to it. This yeah. one right now is uh, the Mighty Mighty Boston's "Where Did You Go." Uh, yeah. Also appears on one of the uh, one of the Rock Band games. I think it's the original Rock Band. But um, I, I used to I, I memorized the song after the Clues soundtrack, and when Rock Band came out, I phenomenized everybody with my actual knowledge of the vocals. I didn't even have to look at the TV. I would just <laughs> not look at the TV and sing it because I, I mean this is. Introduced me to one of my favorite bands, which is the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Yeah. Um, it's got another good one on there, which is uh, the Beastie Boys' uh, Mullet Head, which is, yeah, uh, it's a slamming, slamming Beastie Boys. Fun song. fact, least popular song in the album. Because <laughs> it, it's one of my favorites, man. Uh, it, it, the, the shit just rocks to me. Um I, I don't know why it would be the least popular. Shit, the shit rocks, dude. It's yeah, it's good. Um, and another good one that comes off of it, uh, which is at a really poignant time in the movie, is um, "Fake Plastic Trees" by Radiohead, which is uh, acoustic, just one of those haunting. It's it's Radiohead. I mean, yeah, it's whiny, it's emotional, it's a it's a great tune, and this is it right here. Yeah. Most popular song on the album? Uh, not Coolio, but shit. It's a rapper. I know. Oh, no, no, no. The K, yeah, the KS. Oh, how did I forget about this one, man? This is a covers of a 70s song. The second most popular one is Rolling With My Homies. There you go, Rolling With My Homies. Yeah, this is a David Bowie cover. How did I forget about this one? Uh, how'd you guys let me do that? <laughs> yeah, and this is rolling with the homies. <laughs> yeah, this is a, the, the soundtrack. Uh, when I first thought of this topic, it, it was like, I used to love the Clueless CD, and then I just like, well, let's talk about movie soundtracks, because yeah. this is one of my favorites. <laughs> it's, it's 90s all the way, man. Oh, yeah. You got any more, Rick? What do, what do you got? Uh, well, my my uh, my number two one is Pulp Fiction, um, and and it's not. I don't like all the songs in Pulp Fiction, but every song in Pulp Fiction is perfect for Pulp Fiction. It's a little different. I mean, they got the same shit over there that they got here, but it's just it's just there. It's a little different. <laughs> all right. Well, you can walk into a movie theater in Amsterdam and buy a beer. And I don't mean just like a little paper cup. I'm talking about a glass of beer. 
And in Paris, <laughs> you can buy beer in McDonald's. And you know what they call a, a, a quarter pounder with cheese uh, in Paris? Well, yeah. They don't call it a quarter pounder with cheese? No, man, they got the metric system. They wouldn't know what the fuck a quarter pounder is. <laughs> what do they call it? <laughs> Sometimes the clips from movies are better than the songs. And that's one of them. That I would have also accepted English, motherfucker. Do you speak it? It's it. The soundtrack is perfect for the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the easiest lead-ins that I think you can find for that movie is um, "Miser Lou" by Dick Dale, when they're in the the cafe and and uh, yeah. the, the the couple are talking. There you go. Yeah. If any of you fucking punks make a move, I'm gonna annihilate every last one of you. You know, <laughs> and then it goes into this song. It's classic. Yeah. Who, in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley <laughs> of darkness? For he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great. Vengeance and furious anger. Those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance up. Such an angry black man. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. These are all on the official soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. We no, gotta yeah. put uh, clips I, from Pulp Fiction. I on believe there. all the all the songs like on that soundtrack, they all have like the audio, the audio clips that lead into the song. That's like where, like I was saying, Mr. Lou, like one of the more popular songs on that soundtrack. They all had that lead in going. Yeah. It's good stuff. It is quite good. I like it. What else do we have, Casey? Do you have any? Do you want to what? share with the group? Oh, I thought I. Well, are you guys done? Is there is there any any uh, actual soundtrack that strikes you? Like, did you? Oh, I mean, there, there's there's a few. There's a few. I'm just trying to think of a really good one right now. And I think Jurassic Park might be one of my phone is exploding for some reason, but it's because all the popularity of sound. Like, well, just really any John Williams soundtrack. Oh, I'm going to be completely yeah. honest. Oh, yeah. Star Wars, Jurassic Park, like, any of that stuff is just... So this isn't the one I wanted. This let's, is. let's tie it into, like, actual themes, you know, like where it, if it's it the intro theme to a, 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 a movie or the outro to a movie that stands out to you. I mean, like, personally for me, like you were saying, John Williams, fucking Star Wars... I mean, when you hear that just initial sound, it, it brings chills to my spine. So, well, here's a question I have for you. I, I guess for both of you, do you like um, orchestra like orchestra scores for a film, or do you like them taking uh, like pre like songs that already exist and fitting them to the to the like which one do you prefer? Really, to me, if it's a movie that's based in reality, like Forrest Gump or Pulp Fiction, like at the time, uh, a, a soundtrack is great, you know, with other stuff. But an uh, orchestral soundtrack going with like a movie like Star Wars that has no basis in our reality, yeah, you need to have that. You need to have original sound. I mean. Everybody knows the cantina theme from Star Wars. Everybody knows that. Yeah. No matter where you go, I mean, you can go to Madagascar, you can go to Machu Picchu, and they know when you play the cantina theme, 
That's the motherfucking yeah. cantina <laughs> theme. You know? I mean, yeah, and it'd be... It'd be really fucking awkward to watch Lord of the Rings with modern music. Yeah, right. Like that'd imagine, be really strange. Imagine having Lady Gaga doing the Lord of the Rings. It well, just, dude, it, I don't want to see her in any movie, but well, she could just, play the golem. Yeah, but um, My I mean, just any even songs that I really love would not fit in with some movies. But I think uh, for the majority of movies that I like to watch, I like a, I like the skill that it takes to put songs into the movie. Yeah. Um, and fit them in. And I like when it's really done well. Like with, uh, well, all the movies that I have except for Spinal Tap on my list where, you know, they took songs from outside the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess the one that I would talk about finally is Goodfellas. Because the Goodfellas soundtrack was phenomenal. I think that might be my favorite soundtrack as far as going with the movie. Yep. Yes. Love is all that ever Get some good old uh, Dino. Yeah. I mean, this is Tony Bennett. Is it Tony Bennett? It was It was just great. Um, I, I watched Goodfellas first time when I was like four. Didn't like it because I was four. <laughs> but when I when I went back and watched Goodfellas again a couple of years ago, I was blown away by how I, I was noticing the music sometimes more than the acting or what was going on on screen, just how well it fit. Very nuanced. Yeah, and just how the music actually changed the feel of scenes and made you feel what the director wanted you to. I, I and it also yeah. gives you, I, I think, a, a good feel with Goodfellas or like with Forrest, Forrest Gump. It gives you the progression of time, right? You know, like you go from from playing uh, Tony Bennett up until you know. Um, Here's Aretha Franklin. Yeah, I knew this is Aretha, and you know that's that's ten, fifteen years apart. Yeah, gives you a good- and I mean this is this is music that I don't sit down and listen to. I don't have this on my Zune, and I don't play it in my car. But watching that movie, there's no other way they could have done it. it it's, uh, I mean, they just did really well, and they use the music to create a scene mm-hmm. in a lot of the pieces, or to structure how you should feel in a scene or what you should think. Right, right. And I I was just amazed at how well it was done. What about you, Casey? What, what do you feel as, as far as the, do you prefer? Um, it, I mean, it it really depends, but for the most part, I usually end up leaning more towards the orchestral stuff, but that's more just the stuff I watch, I right. guess, more than anything. A little more original than just yeah. coming together a bunch of different songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that definitely. I don't. It, it's kind of hard to to tell. I mean, there's a lot of great original themes that you know, uh, and uh, the moment that you hear them, you know, like Indiana Jones. Everybody knows the Indiana Jones theme, you know, and that's uh, a great orchestral score. Um, yeah. But then you could play like any kind of modern song, and you can't really say, "Oh, well, I know that one from this movie." You know. It's well, let's see. Indy is another John Williams one. John. Every every time, we're, every well, time we're like, "Hey, everyone knows this." It's John Williams. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Lucas films, man. I also feel like this would be great lead out to the end of the show because it's fucking Indiana Jones. But our show has an outro. It sure does. Oh. And we will do that. But it is a great tune. 
definitely is a great song. <laughs> there's there's no other movie or anything you can think of when you hear this. You no. automatically think no, Indiana Jones. You want to go raid some motherfucking tombs. Yeah, exactly. That's right. I mean, there's nothing else that can come to mind besides Indiana Jones when you hear this. I want to befuddle some Nazis. I want to run away from a giant boulder. And I want to fight some dude on a bike. And I want to forget all about Crystal Skulls. What are you talking about? <laughs> What do, oh, are we at the outro? This is the outro. Okay. Well, I haven't heard it in so long. Um, yes. Anyway, we are done with Soundwave for tonight. And we would love for you to check out all of our other shows uh, with Blind Ninja Studios. You can find links to all that stuff on our website, blindninjastudios.com. You can check us out on the YouTube uh, at our channel blind ninja studios there you can go ahead and check us out on itunes download the any podcasts you want they're all free and you can go ahead and find us on the twitter at blind underscore ninja which i finally got right and yeah i mean there's there's you can find us all over all over the interwebs yes facebook.com slash blind ninja studios yes you can find us there as well we're all over the webs we are the webs internet we also. are. <laughs> we need to have you on more just to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, we are. We are the web. If so. you have any uh, comments or questions yep. or concerns yep. Yep. or show ideas, Quibbit. go ahead and Quibbit. email them to Eric E R I C at blindninjastudios.com. It's so good. Yep. Um, yeah. And any feedback, any of that stuff, feedback at blindninjastudios.com. Uh, just let us know. And I guess this we will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. And <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. 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 goodbye.